Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Conversations with Akeisha, or your girl known as LMJ, that's Leaning on the Everlasting's Arms by Linda Randall. And I just been in an old school mood this week. I think sometimes you got to go back to the hymns, you got to go back to the old school, you got to tap into, you know, what was, um, because it applies now, and that song is so powerful. I'm leaning on the everlasting arms, the arms that won't give out, uh, the arms that can hold me up, the arms that can strengthen me, uh, those arms that can wrap and make me feel secure. My God, those arms that will never leave me nor forsake me, leaning on the everlasting arms, those arms that can go to battle and war and fight for me. And I am so grateful for those arms. I am so grateful for those arms. When I finished that study, I just started thanking Jesus for like all the ways he's allowed me to lean on him and all the ways he's blessed me and all the ways he's kept me. And I am just so, so, so grateful. Uh, So, so, so grateful. So welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Tekeisha. If you're just tuning in, do me a favor, go share the video right now. Go put it in someone else. All I can say is, whoo, what a week this has been. I want to make some uh, declarations this week. I want to put some declarations out before we get started this morning. And then let's just get into the word. If you are not subscribed to the website, right? If you're not subscribed to the website, then I want to admonish you to go and subscribe to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Stay connected. Feed the Streets will be coming back. Uh, we got a coat drive. We're starting. Thank you for all of those that have been obedient um, to the Lord, not to me and so on your special offering. 
Um, I cannot wait to see what God does for and with us all for the rest of our lives. I'm so like I you can still I'm just excited. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about the coat drive. I'm excited about all the ways we're gonna get to serve people and serve community. I'm just excited about how God is about to use every last one of us for his glory. And so if you didn't know you were being used for his glory, you are being used for his glory. So I wanna um I want to do a confession. I want us to put some declarations in the air. I want us to de declare uh, some things. I'm going to use uh, a little bit of Bill Winston's confessions, but I want you to make your own declarations today. Um, I want you to set in stone and set in motion uh, how you see the future and not for your glory, but for God's glory. God can't leave you in a state without um, you reproducing what he put you on this earth to reproduce. That's just not like God. And so sometimes you got to declare a thing. You got to set order. You got to put something in motion by your words. Uh, remember by your words, you're going to be justified and by your words going to be condemned. I cast off every spirit of anxiety. I feel it. <laughs> I, you will not be anxious this morning. You will not be consumed. You will not be overwhelmed. Anxiety is not from our Father. So in the name of Jesus, I curse anxiety at its root. The word says, be anxious for nothing. Everything in prayer and supplication make your requests known. And with thanksgiving, make your request known. And the God is a God, is a God, is the kind of God that's going to answer you. So I declare right now in the name of Jesus, you will not be rooted in anxiety today. If anxiety has been your truth, anxiety will not be your truth. Today, we curse it at the root. We bind up that strong man back to the pits of hell from which it came. Lord, you said whatever we bind on earth will be bound and never will be loosed on earth. And we lose peace into your life, joy and protection and provision. And we thank you that you are settled my god we'll do our declarations at the end we'll, we declare that you are settled today and that you will not be anxious that you will trust the word that you will walk in the word that you the word will be your resolve today and i know it's uh hard sometimes i was watching something last night and a young lady talked about how long she had been living in anxiety and she never ever thought to ask the lord to deal with her anxiety so i'm telling you today ask the lord to deal with your anxiety make today the cutoff point my god Make the day today the cutoff point that you're done with anxiety. Mark today is the day I will not be anxious anymore. I'm not going to be worried anymore. I'm not going to be consumed anymore because I'm going to trust in the will of our Father. I'm going to trust in what the Lord says about me. I'm going to trust what the Word says about my situation. If God is for me, who can be against me? I'm not going to let anxiety rule and reign in my life anymore. In my life anymore. I'm not going to let anxiety anxiety rule and reign in my life anymore that needs to be your determination we're going to make our declarations at the end of this thing not right now i got to be sensitive to the holy spirit so you need to take authority over yourself over yourself over your own self you know whether or not you've been anxious or consumed or whatever and that's why the shit kid sometimes the enemy wants us to spend so much time on other people so that we won't be focused on the things we need to get rid of 
That's a word for somebody right now. So it's easy for us to be focused on other people other than the things we need to get rid of. It's easy for us to be focused on somebody else's flaws, somebody else's issues, somebody else's problems. Because if I'm focused on those things, then I'm not focused on the things that I need to get rid of. Ain't that something? Ain't that how the enemy works? He wants us focused on ourselves and on others and not ourselves and not the things we need to grow in. So we'll do our declarations in a minute. Let's go on and give God some praise. And let's get into this word today. Father God, we thank you. My God, we just bless your holy name. You are King of Kings. You are Lord of Lords. You are the great I am. You are the Prince of Peace. You are our way out of no way. You are, Father God, our righteousness. You are uh, our judge. You are our jury. You are our, you are the jury, Lord God. You bring us justice, my God. And I thank you that justice is coming to us today. You order our steps. You are in our mind. You are in our thoughts. You are in our will. You are the king of glory, my God. You are the Lord strong and mighty, my God. You are the great I am. You are the lion of Judah, my God. You are holy. You are wonderful. You are mighty. You are glorious. You are powerful. My God, my God, my God. You are everything. You are everything, Lord God. You are everything. You are everything. You are our provider. You are our comforter, Lord God. You are our way out of no way. You are the king of glory. The heart of kings is in your hand, Lord God. And we just bless, praise, and thank you, Lord God. We thank you for all you are. We thank you that for for you loved us so much that you gave Jesus. We thank you. You are our strength. We thank you. You are our might. We thank you. You are our love. We thank you. You are our peace. Father God, we thank you. You are a father to the fatherless, Lord God. We thank you that you take care of the widow, Lord God. We thank you, Father God. You are bigger than anxiety. You are bigger than fear. You are bigger than worry, Lord God. We just thank you, Father God. You are all that we need. You are all that and then some, Lord God. I thank you, Father God. It's inconceivable who you are. It's inconceivable who you are. You are the king of glory. You are the king of glory. You are the king of glory. My God, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you, Lord God. We lift up your name. We bless your holy name. We praise your holy name. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father God, that it didn't end at the cross. We thank you for redemption. We thank you for resurrection. My God, my God, my God. We thank you for power and provision and protection, Lord God. We thank you for keeping us from danger seen and unseen. We thank you for watching over us last night, Lord God. We thank you for protection around our property, our homes, our cars, and our apartments, Lord God. We thank you for protection at our jobs, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for providing for us, Lord God, for every morsel, for every food, Lord God. We thank you for healing us, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for being all we need, Lord God. We thank you for resetting and restoring us and teaching us what healthy self-esteem looks like, Lord God. We thank you for helping our children and dealing with our children today, Lord God. We thank you our children know who they are in Christ Jesus, Father God, and they will not be tempted to do anything ungodly, Lord God. I thank you you are taking our children out of ungodly places and from ungodly relationships, Lord God. I thank you you are ordering their steps, Lord God. 
and that they are not yielding to temptation and that they are on the right path. We thank you, Lord God, right now they're choosing the narrow gate, Lord God, and they're reaching, longing, and looking for you, Lord God, searching for you. Father, we thank you for not forgetting about the right sheep. We thank you. You are restoring family relationships today, Lord God. We thank you for our family members, Father God. We thank you for our mothers and our fathers and fathers and our aunts and uncles and our cousins, Lord God. We thank you for every relationship, Lord God. We thank you. You have the power, Father God, to turn around those relationships, Lord God. We thank you for your glory in those relationships, Lord God. And we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for finances, Lord God. We submit and dedicate our finances. Yeah, we thank you for purpose and vision, Lord God. We thank you for providing for us, Lord God. We thank you, Father God. You see us worthy more than the birds in the air, Lord God. You set us apart for your glory. So we thank you for finances, Lord God. We thank you for seed for the sower, Lord God. We thank you for provision of clothes and shelter everything on every hand, Lord God. We just acknowledge you this morning, Lord God. We cannot do life without you, Lord God. We cannot do life without you, Lord God. We need you, oh Lord. We need you, oh Lord. We need you, King of glory. We need you, Lord Almighty. We need you, King of glory. We need you, King of glory. We thank you, King of glory. We bless your name. We praise you. We thank you, Lord God. We ask that you go before us today, Lord God, that you make our crooked places straight, Lord God, that you are already leading our past, Lord God. We thank you that you go before us, Lord God. We thank you that you go before us, Lord God. We thank you, Lord. And every satanic attack and every ploy and every device of the enemy is under your feet. We are clothed and covered in your blood. For you said he who or she who dwelleth in the secret place of the most high, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that you, you will protect us, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that the enemy cannot even touch us. We draw a hedge, Father God, of protection around our homes, around our cars, around our bank accounts, around our purposes, around our ministry, around our business. We draw a hedge of protection. We hold the blood up to be a standard. We thank you, no. We thank you that the blood is the standard. We thank you that the blood is the standard. We thank you, Lord God. No weapon formed against us shall prosper, Lord God. That the righteous will never be forsaken. That our seed will never beg for bread, Lord God. We thank you for open doors and an open heaven. We thank you for open doors and an open heaven, Lord God. We thank you that we stand in need of absolutely nothing, Lord God. We stand in need of nothing. You you daily load us with benefits. So your kingdom come, my God. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Lord God. We thank you. Your will your kingdom is coming in every area of our life, that our lives are lining up with kingdom. And if there is anything in us, Lord God, that does not align up with your word, Lord God, that you are burning up the chaff, Lord God, that our eyes are open to the hope and call of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. And we will settle for nothing less. We will settle for nothing less. Now we worship you, Lord God. We worship you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We extol you, O Lord. 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 You are the King of glory. You are the Lord strong and mighty. You are our strong tower. You are our Prince of Peace. You are our King of glory. We extol you, O Lord, and we bless your mighty name. 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 We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you for wisdom, knowledge, increase, and understanding. 
We thank you that we will not be wise in our own eyes, Lord God. We deal with the spirit of hate that has been amongst us, Lord God. And we thank you we are being flooded by your love, Father God, that we are walking in your love. We cancel this assignment of hate in our country, hate in our world right now in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, for your glory and your victory in Jesus' name. Now, Holy Spirit, we invite you right on in. We invite you to be advocator, to be true, to be comforter. We want to learn from you today. We want to learn from you today. We need your wisdom in every circumstance, in every situation, in, in our finances, and in our homes, and in our marriage. We're invoking you. We need you. We It's our inalienable rights in Christ Jesus to have you. So we're welcoming you into our homes. We're asking you to come in. We're asking you to sup for us. Lord, we thank you that you prepared a table in the presence of our enemies. And we thank you. Everything that we stand in need of is at the table. And we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for Jesus because this would not be possible without Jesus. We thank you. You loved us so much that you sacrificed your son, that you came down here in the flesh so that we may have life and have it more abundantly. So we thank you for Jesus and we thank you for creating us to be in wholeness and to be sound of mind. Thank you, Lord God. We are sound of mind. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for manifesting your glory. We thank you for your glory in every area of our lives. We thank you. We operate in a sound mind. We thank you, King of glory. We thank you, King of glory. We thank you, King of glory. We thank you. You are destroying strongholds right now as we speak. We thank you. You are healing right now as we speak. We thank you. You are healing. You are restoring. You are resetting things. You are raising us up, not for our own glory, but for your own glory. You are changing circumstances and you are changing situations and you are mending broken relationships. We thank you right now, Lord God. We thank you right now, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We are just so grateful. We are so grateful. We are so grateful. We are so grateful, Lord God. We just bless your holy name. We are so grateful. We are so grateful. We are so grateful. We are so grateful. My God, my God, my God. This is birthing season. This is birthing season. My God, my God, my God. This is birthing season. Glory to God. This is birthing season. We thank you, Lord. 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 We thank you, 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 thank you. We thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We thank you, 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 thank you. We thank you. Thank you, 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 thank Thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, I thank you. My God, I thank you. My God, I bless you. My God, I praise you, Father God. My God, I praise you, Lord God. My God, I glorify you, Lord God. My God, I thank you, Lord God. My God, my God. Who is the King of glory? My God, it is the Lord Almighty. We thank you. You are our strong tower. We thank you. You are Prince of Peace. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We 
thank you, Father. We thank you, thank you, thank you. We glorify you, magnify you, and say thank you. We lift up holy hands and say thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm telling you something. Uh, there's a birth order being established. It's a royal birth order. God is putting things into perspective. God is rearranging things on your behalf. And these things are happening because you're pushing in prayer and because of your consistency. So don't be inconsistent. Don't, don't be inconsistent. Stay steadfast. Stay immovable. You know who you serve. You know what a mighty God you serve. Don't be moved by what you see. But whatever you do in this season, don't get out of position. Don't, don't get out of position. Stay in the birthing room. Let the process happen so that, the God, that God can do all that he has to do for you. Love you, Jojo. <laughs> that all love you. <laughs> love that all that he has to do can and will do for you in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to get into the word today. Um, I want to share a few things with you. Um, I want to share what God shared with me um, as I was studying. I am so grateful. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if you will don't be distracted. Don't don't be distracted. Don't be distracted. I'm going to show you some things this morning through Paul. Don't be distracted. Stay the course. Stay focused. God is birthing something. I'm telling you, I know it. I know it. I feel it. I see it. I feel the pressure. I feel the pressure. I'm just telling you, God is doing something. And so I want to take you to um, Exodus the fourth. 14. Don't give up on God because God ain't going to give up on you. Just stay consistent and stay persistent. My God, do away with people who are trying to leave you in the same place. Go on and get rid of them. Tell them to go on about their business. You don't have time for all of that. Make your exodus. I'm just being serious. Make your exodus. Get out of some relationship. Close some doors. Change your numbers. Change the locks. Stop giving access to the same circumstance and the same situation. Lord God, I thank you, Father God. I thank Thank you, Lord God. I just thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. Candace, I want that testimony. I need you to email me that testimony. Yeah, I need you to email me that testimony. It's always a testament. And the fact that you're, t come on, you're the second or third person that is giving me a testimony. See, it's always a sign when somebody breaks out, everybody connected begins to break out and break into purpose because that's how God works. He moves with a people. He doesn't move with just one person. He moves with a people. So I want to share something with you, and I, I titled this message, When All Hell Breaks Loose, right? Uh, I, I titled this message, uh, When All Hell Breaks Loose. I, I want to talk to you a little bit about when all hell breaks loose. Um, I, want to, I want to tell you, I want to show you something. I want you to know that um, it does come with a price. I'm not going to tell you, but that's not what you need to be worried about. You ain't in that kind of war. I just want to talk to you a little bit about when all hell breaks loose, because I feel like some of y'all have been in the position that all hell has been breaking loose. And even though we've been walking in faith and I've been talking to you, it's hard. So um, we're going to go to Exodus 14. And God is giving them instructions. And he is, he's already went ahead of them. He's already guided them. He's guiding them during the day. He's guiding them with a pillar of cloud. Um, he's providing light at night. He's allowing them to tra travel by day or night. Um, they may cannot see 
anything. They may not can see everything that's before them, but God is definitely with them. And I'm telling you today, God is definitely with you. And so I want to get into chapter 14 and I just want to give you some encouragement and I want to help you with a few things today. Uh, well, not me, the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to be the conduit. I'm just the servant. So chapter 14, it says, then the Lord gave these instructions to Moses, order the Israelites to turn back and camp by higher roles between Migdal and the sea. Camp there along the shore across from Baal Zephon. Then Pharaoh will think the Israelites are confused. They are trapped in the wilderness. And once again, I will harden Pharaoh's heart and he will chase after you. I have planned this. I have planned this. Oh my God, I have planned this in order to display my glory through Pharaoh and his whole army. After this, the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So the Israelites camped there as they were told. When word reached the king of Egypt that the Israelites had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds. What have we done? Letting all those Israelite slaves get away, they asked. So Pharaoh harnessed his chariot, called up his troops. He took with him 600 of Egypt's best chariots, along with the rest of the chariots of Egypt, each with its commander. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. So he chased after the people of Israel who had left with fits raised in defiance. The Egyptians chased after them with all the forces in Pharaoh's army, all his horses and chariots, his chariots and his troops. The Egyptians caught up with the people of Israel as they were camped beside the shore. Um, across from Baal Zephon. As Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up and panicked when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them. They cried out to the Lord and they said to Moses, why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done to us? What did you make? Why did you make us leave Egypt? Didn't we tell you this, this would happen while we were in Egypt? We said, leave us alone. Let us be slaves to the Egyptians. It's better to be a slave in Egypt than a course in the wilderness. But most pe Moses told the people, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. Tell, tell the people to get moving. Tell the people to get moving. Pick up your staff and raise your hand over the... See, divide the waters so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. And I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they will charge in after the Israelites. My great glory will be displayed through Pharaoh and his troops, his chariots and his charioteers. When my glory is displayed through them, all Egypt will see my glory and know that I am the Lord. Then the angel of the Lord who had been leading the people of Israel moved to the rear of the camp. The pillar of the cloud also moved from the front and stood between them. The cloud settled between the Egyptian and Israel like camps and darkness fell. The cloud turned to fire, lighting up the night. Everything provided for them, even, even in this transition, everything provided for them, even in this transition, as they are beginning to make this crossover, everything, he becomes their fortress. He becomes their rock. Everything provided for him, even in this transition. So I want to talk to you for just a little bit about when all hell breaks out. I just want to tell you a little bit about all hell breaks loose because I am a living witness that when you walk into purpose, that when you make a decision to come out your comfort zone, when you make a decision to sell out to all things, I'm just going to be honest, right? All hell will break loose. I'm just going to be honest. All hell will break loose. Um, something for your past is going to come from you. Hell is not interested in you finding purpose. 
purpose. You're going to receive phone calls from people you ain't heard from in years. Old relationships are going to want to try to rekindle. You're going to see old classmates and schoolmates and old charges that were on your records may come up. But I'm just telling you, hell is not interested in you being anything to this world. Your past doesn't care for the new, for the new you too much. The past ain't concerned. The past don't care for your new you too much. The, there, there's all hell's going to break loose. He's going to try to remind you of stuff you used to do. He's going to try to tell you that you're not worthy. He's going to tell you, he's going to try to tell you that you're not qualified. I'm telling you, you don't have to be qualified. I am living example of you ain't got to be qualified. I'm a living example of you ain't got to be qualified. I'm living example that this didn't add up. I'm living example that I was not perfect. I'm living example. Like I'm the girl. I'm that chick. I'm the one. I had babies out of wedlock. Come on now. I was a living a life that wasn't pleasing to God. My credit was messed up. Um, all kinds of circumstances and situations. I'm your living proof. I'm all tattooed up. I'm living, your, your living proof, Father God, that God is the one that qualifies you. But I'm telling you, when you make this decision to sell out, if you ain't already experienced it, all hell does break loose. All hell does break loose. Hell ain't interested in you being free. Hell ain't interested in you switching up. Hell ain't interested in you being on the other side. Hell just ain't interested. Hell is not interested in you walking into your purpose because he knows for a fact that if you walk in your destiny, everything that's attached to you is going to win. Everything that attached to you is going to change. He knows that if you sell out, if you make a firm decision, if you make a firm uh, commitment that I'm going to do this all the way, that I'm going to do this all the way. My God, I'm just telling you, it's going to try to connect you to an old place. It's going to try to bring you up. So you got to be so out to the things of Christ. You got to know that when that condemning spirit comes on, that condemning spirit is not from Jesus Christ. Every time your past to tries to come up and remind you of who you are, you better tell your past to sit down somewhere. You better tell your past to sit down somewhere. You better tell your past, go on and sit down somewhere. Go on somewhere else with that. I'm not going to be reminded of who I was. You're not going to try to disqualify me in my mind because I'm I'm, I'm qualified by the qualifier. Romans 8, I'm going to show you this. Romans 8, Let's go over to Romans 8 and 1 right now. I need you to remember this. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives us life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. This is why the Holy Spirit has been teaching us how important it is for us to be caught up in the spirit, how important it is for us to receive the full baptism of the spirit. Those who live in according to the flesh have their mindset on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the spirit have their mindset on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. I'm just telling you, your past is going to come for you. It's going to try to remind you. It's also going to try to comfort you. 
It's also going to try to comfort you. It's going to do just like the children of Israel. We told you to just leave us in slavery. We just to we told you not to even stir this up. We told you just let us die where we are. I'm just going to be honest. Your flesh, that, that thing from your past is also going to try to comfort you. It's going to try to disqualify you. Come on, Holy Spirit. And then it's going to try to comfort you. It's going to try to make you think that its way is the best way. Its way is the best way, but that is the road that leads to death. That is the road that leads to death. That's the road that leads to death. That is not the road that qualifies you. God already qualified you. It ain't even about you being qualified. It's about you receiving it by faith and living in the spirit. It says you, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. If anybody is starting to talk to you about your past, coming at you about what you used to do, bringing up your own ways. If anything in your past tries to attach to you in this season, you tell hell no. You tell hell no. You tell hell no. You tell them Jesus already did it. You tell hell no. You remind them Christ already died for every sin, every mistake, everything I've already done, my bad credit and everything I've gone to. You tell hell no. You don't get to talk to me about my past anymore. You can see the blood. You can see the blood. You can talk to Jesus. Jesus, but you don't get to talk to me about my past. You don't get to bring up my inadequacies. You don't get to tell me how I'm not qualified. You don't get to talk to me about my education. You don't get to talk to me about my limited places because hell, God, Jesus already qualified this. So when hell breaks loose, you tell hell no. You tell hell no. I'm not going back there. I'm not going to die there. I'm not going to stay in that same place. Jesus has already qualified me. It says, but if Christ is in you. But, he, but if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of the sin, the spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. It ain't just for heaven. It ain't just for heaven. It ain't just for heaven. He said he's going to give life to your mortal bodies because of the spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have, no, we have an obligation, but it's not to the flesh. It's not to your past to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, if you let your past, if you let hell keep reminding you about your past, if you let hell keep telling you this is where you're going to be, then you'll be subject to that. But if you live according to the spirit, you don't have anything to fear. He told Moses them. He said, what are they afraid of? I already told them I had them. What are they afraid of? I already told them I got this. I already told them I'm about to take them to a place of milk and honey. Why are they doubting? What are they being afraid of? It don't matter that they see Pharaoh. It don't matter that your past coming from you. It don't matter what your credit report says. It doesn't matter about that. It don't matter what you used to do in darkness. None of that matters anymore. You better tell hell no. You better tell hell no. You don't get to exist here because the blood stands here, my God, it says, now if we are children, the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs. And if the spirit testifies that we are God's children, how does anybody else get to speak to you? How does anybody else get to say anything to you? How does hell get to talk to you about your past? Come on now. How does hell get to talk to you about your past? Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God, co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also see his glory 
When all hell is breaking loose, you better know that the glory, the glory of the Lord is about to come out of your life. The glory of the Lord is about to come out of your life. If you won't back up, if you won't sit down, the glory of the Lord is about to come out of your life. The second point I need to bring to you is you can't afford to look back. You can't, you can't afford to let hell take you back there. You cannot. It will slow you down. I remember I was in the seventh, the eighth grade, and I made a decision to run, run track. And as I made a decision to run track, I was kind of swift. It wasn't my best, but I was running. And I had uh, one lap around the track, and I was running around the track, and I was going full throttle. And I made a mistake. I looked back. I made a mistake. I looked back. I was leading and out front and I made a mistake and I looked back, right? Because I was trying to see what was coming up from behind me. In this season, you ain't got no business to look back. You can't afford to look back. It's going to slow you down. The pressure will feel intense. It will feel like the enemy is on your back. Come on, Holy Spirit. It'll feel like it's more comfortable back there. It'll, it'll feel like that, but you are free now. God never meant for you to be bound and you ain't got no business being look. look you ain't got no business looking back. I'm just telling you, you ain't got no business looking back. I want to take you to something in Philippians. I want to take you, I got to take you to something in Philippians. You already been, been redeemed. You already qualified for this. Too many times we lose our place and position because we're trying to uh, qualify ourselves. We're trying to let other people affirm and confirm our qualifications. God is the only one that qualifies you in this season. God is the only one. God is the only one to qualify you in this season. He's the only one to approve you. He's the only one to check off, right? So you ain't got to, you can't look back. The moment and the minute and the time that the children of Israel were looking back, oh my God, here Pharaoh comes. They were losing momentum. The moment and the time that they were looking back, they were losing momentum. The moment and the time they were pondering and thinking, well, I just would have been better if I didn't even walk out in faith. If I didn't even trust God, we should have just stayed here. We could have just died here. At least we had some food. At least we had a shelter. The minute that they looked back, they lost momentum. The minute they looked back, they lost momentum. The minute they looked back, they lost momentum. You don't have time to look back. You're losing momentum. You don't have to ponder. You don't have time to be asking, well, what if I would have did it this way or change? You don't have time. You can't afford to look back in this next season. You can't afford to. That's the trick and the trap of the enemy. Let me give you this. This is Philippians 3. We're going to go over here and listen and look at Paul. And this is the third chapter. This is the entire third chapter. I want you to meditate on this because I love how Paul does the thing. And I love what God was saying to the Egyptians. No, I'm, I'm going to get the glory out of this. You're not going to get any glory out of this. I'm going to get the glory out of this. Philippians 3, for what it says, whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. I never get tired of telling you these things and I do it to safeguard your faith. Well, first thing, first thing Paul tells them, I need you to hear what Paul is saying to them. The first thing Paul says, watch out for those dogs. I want to throw my own Bible. He said, watch out for those dogs. It was a harsh, it was harsh, it was a harsh, harsh reference, but he was, he was, he was saying, watch out for those dogs. He said, watch out against word, watch out for these people who are legalistic, who are going to try to tell you, don't you live by faith. Watch out for those dogs. Be wary, be, be weary of them. Watch out for them to tell you that someone doesn't work. Watch out for them that tell you that living by faith don't work. 
Watch out for them that tell you that living for Christ at that intensity don't work. You watch out for them dogs. You watch out for them dogs. You pay attention for those dogs. They're legalistic. They ain't never tried faith. They ain't got no, they ain't got no help for you in this season. They ain't got no word for you in the season. And see, they're deceptive because they live in the church. My God, they've been in the church. They work in the church. But Paul says here, you better watch out for those dogs. Watch out for those dogs. My God, my God, my God. Can I tell you something about dogs that are on the loose? Can I tell you a little bit of what, about what I learned? When you, when you run into a pack of dogs that are wild, that are out there on their own, that have their own thing going on, they're usually going to be quarreling amongst themselves. Come on, Holy Spirit gave us this word. They're usually going to be quarreling amongst themselves. They're, they're going to attack anybody that passes by. So if your faith produces something for you, they're going to start making you think your blessings ain't even from God. They're going to tell you you ain't even got to sell out to God that way. You better watch out for those dogs. They're going to, I'm just telling you, they're going to attack they're, they're, they're quarrelsome. They're argumentative. They're always looking for a fight. They always got something to say about people who live in faith. They're going to talk to you about tithing. They're going to, you better watch out for the dogs. The second thing Paul says here, he says, those people who do evil, watch out for evil workers. He said, watch out for evil workers. He said, he said, but this wasn't just evil workers. See, we think evil workers in the street. He's putting the emphasis on people who are in church and think that they achieve what they achieve by their works. He's talking about people in church who think they achieve what they achieve by their work. He said, you better watch out for the evil, evil workers. You better watch out for the evil workers. These are people that are going to introduce you to fads. They're going to talk to you about hobbies. They're going to exaggerate the importance of things that's trifling and that don't even matter to the kingdom of God. So you got to out, watch out for evil workers. And then the next thing he says, he said, those mutilators who say you must be circumcised. He said, you need to watch out for anybody who's so legally that they teach you against kingdom. You need to watch out for them. He said, they, they believe Jesus is the Messiah. They believe in his gospel. They believe in his power, but they think mutilation. They think circumcision. They think this is the only way. This is the, you got to watch out for them. Then Paul defines true circumcision. Let me tell you what he says. He comes back and he says, for we who worship by the spirit of God, Remember what we talked about? Where is your worship? Where is your worship? He said, but we, we are where your worship. I ain't talking about no music. I'm talking about your undevoted worship towards God. He said, for we who worship by the spirit of God are the ones who are truly circumcised. We rely on what Christ Jesus has done for us. We put no confidence. We put no confidence in human effort. Though I could have that though I could have confidence in my own effort if anyone could. Indeed, if others have reason for confidence in their own efforts, I have even more. So let me tell you why Paul was saying that. See, we always talk about Paul on the road to Damascus, and he's saying to them, You don't, I don't in this season, you can't have confidence in yourself. In this season, you can't have confidence in your degrees. Here is why Paul was saying this legally. Legally, see, people talk about how Paul was persecuting, but Paul was actually persecuting for the church. Paul was actually persecuting for the church. He was persecuting anybody that was teaching kingdom and coming against what they thought was legalistically and on point. Paul was persecuting for the church. See, people think teach and teach have taught us like Paul was just some heathen. He was just out there. He was just doing his own thing. No, Paul was circumcised by the eighth day. 
Paul was a descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He was the Hebrew of all Hebrews. He was part of the tribe of Benjamin. He was what he was perfect concerning the law. Paul was perfect. Paul was considered a Pharisee. Uh, he was working for the church. As a matter of fact, when he got caught up on the road to Damascus, he was going by the king's edict. My God, he was going by the king. So Paul is saying here, hey, I really had a right, right to boast and all this. Not to even mention, Paul had degrees. Not to even mention, Paul had experience. Not to eat. He had a what, what people would consider to be a royal position. But what Paul is saying here, let me tell you something. None of that means nothing. None of that means nothing. Can I give you a word for this season? God... I don't even know. Paul was rejecting confidence in all flesh, but what things were to gain thee, I have counted loss for Christ. He said, none of that means absolutely nothing. None of that means nothing. So can I tell you something in this next season? God don't want you to get any credit for this. God don't want you to be any credit for this. I'm finna round this up and get out. God don't want you to get any credit. That's why he told them. He said, I need them to come out. I need them to trust me. I need them to take this faith walk. Faith walk. I need them to go on this part of the journey because I'm not going to let them get any. They can't do this. They don't have the capacity and the power to do this. God does not gonna want you to get any credit for this. He's not going to use your credit. He's not going to use your degrees. He's not going to use your network. As a matter of fact, he's not going to use anything that's going to give you glory. He's not going to give you anything that's going to give you glory. He's not, he's not, he's not going to use you anything. He's not going to use anything that you have the capacity to do yourself. If you thought your new season was about you, I'm sorry, boo-boo, your new season isn't about you. Your new season is about the glory of God manifesting in your life. He's not going to use anything that you, he's not going to let you network and be successful. He's not going to let you be able to boast and brag in your degrees. He's going to qualify you for something that you ain't qualifying for yourself. He's going to qualify you for something that you ain't qualified for yourself. You're going to be able to say nothing but God did this. <laughs> nothing but God did this. Nothing but this is what it looks like to be in Christ Jesus. My God, this one is on him. So when all hell breaks loose, be prepared. My God, that God is going to get the glory out of you. Let me give you this last thing. It's going to look like you're suffering, but your suffering is never permanent. It's going to look like you're suffering, but your suffering is never permanent. It's never death. It's producing something in you. It's producing something in you. It's changing something in you. James 1, 2, and 8 says, my brother, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. You can't afford to lack nothing in this season. You need the wisdom and everything else. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, but who gives all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith without doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he received anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. I'm telling you, don't get double-minded in your suffering. Don't think God has forgotten because about you because you are suffering. First Peter 5 and 10 says, and after you have suffered, don't curse God, don't curse God. And after you've suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. God is going to establish you. There's sufficiency in his grace. God is going to establish you. If we go over to 2 Corinthians 12, Paul had a, a vision, then he had a thorn in his side. He kept asking, Lord, he said, I need you to get rid of this thorn. Lord kept saying, you'll be all right. 
<laughs> You'll be all right. Some of y'all been like, I'm too sick. The Lord keeps saying you're going to be all right because my grace is sufficient for you. And if you will trust in my grace, I will provide for you. I will protect you. I will take care of you and I will do everything. But this season and on you. So when all hell is breaking loose, what it's doing is trying to keep you off the high, the goal. It's trying to keep you from pressing towards the mark, as Paul said. It's trying to keep you from reaching your high prize. It's trying to keep you from getting to the king of glory. It's trying to keep God from getting the glory because he knows if you'll revert back to yourself he knows you'll be, you'll be in a selfish place. He knows you won't continue to pursue him. He knows you'll trust in your own antics over than you trust in the Lord. He told him, he said, you'll be all, whatever this is, you'll be all right. Whatever this is, you'll be all right. Why? Because my grace is a, sufficient for me. My God, my God, we thank you. 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 You're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. Focus on the word. You're going to be all right. He cannot pull you out from something. He cannot have you on this earth. He not cannot purpose you and not provide for you. You just got to submit a little more. You just got to yield a little more. You just got to long for the things of God a little bit more. You got to abandon yourself. You got to come up out of your past places. Paul Paul was degreed and educated. He said, I could brag on all this. He said, but I'm nothing without Christ Jesus. I'm nothing without Christ. This ain't on my talents. This ain't on my gifts. This ain't, as a matter of fact, let me submit all of this and you show me how to use this for your glory. That's it. We done for today. It's the weekend, baby. We done for today. Father God, I thank you for your word today. I thank you that your word is tried and true. I thank you for the Holy Spirit today. I thank you for revelation in your word today. I thank you today, Lord God, that we're taking a rest in your word, that we will make a decision from this point on not to resist you, not to look back. And even when all hell is breaking loose, Lord God, that we trust you, that we understand that your grace is sufficient for us, even in our weaknesses, Lord God, that you sustain us, that you keep us, that it ain't on us anyway. It ain't on us anyway, Lord God. And we thank you for Jesus. If there is anybody that has not received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is your opportunity. Don't you wait another day. Don't you let the enemy tell you, you got tomorrow. You need this today. You need this type of grace in your life today. You need grace to cover you. You need grace to go before you. You need grace to be behind you. You need to be just like the children of Israel. You need the angel to be behind you. You need the fire to be behind you. You need the staff and the rod in front of you parting away. You need that type of grace in your life today. So I just want to compel you to give your life to Jesus. I want to compel you just admit you a sinner and then give your life to Jesus. I promise you is the best thing that I've ever done. I love y'all. I gotta go. <laughs> I love y'all. I gotta go. I hope you chew on this. I hope you stew on this. I hope you come back to this message a thousand times. I hope you revisit it. I hope you share it. I hope you get the YouTube with it. I hope this week you go back and revisit everything. <laughs> everything that you stand steadfast that you ask the lord show me the areas which in which i'm not even in your will for my life show me the areas that i'm not even in your will for my life my god and he'll reveal himself to you in such a mighty way <laughs> go be loved today go be like jesus today i declare that the mind of christ is in you I declare that you recognize who you are and whose you are and that you stand in faith no matter what, that you understand that you are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. You are a joint heir, that you are established, that you are qualified, that you are justified, that you are redeemed, that you were bought with a high price. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to Lakeisha M. Johnson dot com today.